it feels it feels really good and you you know i come back more energized so i'm trying to do that at least three times a week at the moment power to live more with joe dodds welcome to the power to live more podcast all about productivity organization well-being energy and resilience I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dots, and I'm co-presenter, and today Joe is interviewing Kate Hunter. Kate was introduced to us by Robin Waite from show number 135. Kate is an executive coach who specialises in working with high achievers who want to revive and redefine their purpose, mindset and goals. As a qualified teacher, trainer and coach, she's passionate about all things related to self-development, helping others to unlock their greatest potential, find their purpose and define what success really means on their terms a self-confessed spirit junkie and lover of yoga kate is also a devoted mum of one to an energetic four-year-old who constantly who constantly reminds her that life is for living her mantra for life is let joy be your compass back to the studio today i'm interviewing kate hunter of kate hunter limited welcome kate thanks for joining me thank you for having me i'm excited thank you Lovely. So start by telling us a bit about who you are, what you do and where you do it. I love that. I feel like I'm on blind date now or something. Yes. OK, so <laughs> a little bit more about me. So that question around who are you? Um, yeah, is a brilliant one. And um, I think I would have answered it really poorly before my coach training. So when I did my coach training, um, it actually that question, who who am I or who are you? Was yeah. used like as in, in an exercise on like the day one. And it was like everyone would stand there and I'd say, you know, I'm well, I'm Kate, I'm 39, I, you know, all those top surface level things. And then we had to just keep asking, you know, who are you? Um, and kind of just go underneath the levels. So I'd say yeah. kind of top level, I am, you know, mum, I'm an animal lover, I'm a coach, I'm a kind of yoga, yogi, as it were. And then as you kind of go deeper down the levels, it's like, you know, I'm I'm into kind of spiritual stuff. I'm loving curious all those things and um I guess the reason why I do what I do is because I want to role model to my son that you can live a happy fulfilled life without burning yourself out which is part of my story so um yeah so it's it's it is it is I talk a lot about with my clients around my coaches around you know what's your core reason why What's your core yeah. reason why you do what you do? And then I run activities to kind of get deeper and deeper. And yeah, mine is, you know, I want to help as many high, high achieving women as possible, you know, prevent them from getting to the point of burnout and help mm-hmm. them see how they can live a life that has success in it, but it's written on their terms. But I also mm-hmm. want to, you know, part of my core reason why I do what I do is also because I want to role model to my son that, you know, living your purpose looks like many different things and it's ever evolving and you can do that with balance and ease and not selling your soul to the corporate world so which is what I felt like I did. Mm. And where are you based? 
I am in Gloucestershire. So I'm oh, yeah, home based in Gloucestershire. Yeah. Excellent. And do you, do you have your own office in your home or do you work in different parts of your home? I do have my own office in my home, but I, mm-hmm. I, I have those times where those days where you go, mm, I feel like working here today and, and things like that. And I just tend to go with it. So I, I do tend to ask myself that question, actually, where do I want to work today? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's my lounge, often or not, you know, more often than not, especially when I'm running sessions, it's it's from my office. But yeah. I have found myself working in various points, just feeling a bit more inspired somewhere else. So I think your environment is really important. Yes, um, no, I agree. I, yeah. yeah. I found myself working in my kitchen regularly at the moment. Yeah. Gadget. So I'm forever down there cooking things and ending up working whilst I'm waiting for it to to happen. And I find <laughs> that I'm not in my office very often. But I, I admitted to you that I'm I'm in my pajamas having <laughs> this morning. But I thought I'd better get up in your honour and sit in my office. So I am actually in my office, albeit in my armchair. Oh, we've all done that as home-based coaches and things, haven't we? We've all done that. And I've I've even I've even dressed from the waist up and worn my pajama bottoms on the other half. When <laughs> so, I've been when I've been on a Zoom a Zoom yeah. call and I'm I'm dressed from yeah, really professionally and then just in my pajamas too. <laughs> Until that moment where you have to get up for some reason and then you forget. Well, there was a funny story related to that. Yes, I did manage to do that on a, a group Zoom call once. Luckily, I wasn't leading it, but my son had called me and I said, excuse me, I've just got to, I've just got to go and see to him. And I left the room forgetting that as I was walking away from the screen, everybody would see <laughs> oh, <laughs> these stri- big stripy pyjama bottoms. Um, and I only saw it when I watched the replay back. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes, that moment. Oh. That's brilliant. I was talking about my my uh, trauma that I didn't spot until I watched the replay back. I did a, a, a webinar for oh, what are they called? Um, hey Summit, and I, we were using Zoom, and I do yeah. use Zoom more often now, but I hadn't used it very much at the time, and I wasn't really obviously thinking straight. And I switched the video off so I couldn't see myself, but I didn't actually switch the camera off. So I thought that they couldn't see me, they couldn't see my screen. <laughs> and I spent the whole 45 minutes not looking at them or, you know, looking engaging or speaking in a speaking sort of way because I just thought it was audio. <laughs> I realised that you could see me at the side of the screen actually not paying any attention to my audience the whole way through. Oh, well, there we go, we live and learn. <laughs> I didn't really promote that one. That was not one of my finest moments, but there we go. Anyway. <laughs> So you alluded to your story. You have talked very much about um, living on purpose and being a, a role model to your son um, because yes. of, um, you know, the, the sort of stuff that, that's happened within your life and, and all that sort of thing. So, you know, t- t- take us back a bit. Why are you yeah. now doing what you do based on what happened in the past? Yeah. So so in a nutshell, um, you know, it's quite, you know, quite a long story, but I was a perfectionist. And I had built all these, you know, bars for myself, all these self-limiting beliefs, all these, you know, it was pretty much a prison for myself. Um, You know, my standards were extremely high and I was extremely harsh on myself. And I did various roles and there came a point in my life where, when was it, 2012? A number of factors in my life kind of all headed to this perfect storm. So there was a lot of personal stuff going on in many, many different ways. I was actually 
um, poorly as well. And I'd taken on this really big job and uh, it was going against my values and I was having to do things I didn't want to do. And so it, it was the perfect storm, but it culminated with me, um, you know, being absolutely burnt out. So I was having panic attacks and I wasn't sleeping. Um, and those panic attacks got so bad that, you know, I could barely, oh, I barely left, well, I barely got out of the house. You know, it got to that point where it was so bad that every time I would, you know, the way anxiety works, obviously in that state in panic, it obviously your body is in fight or flight and it starts mapping the last places where you were where you had that panic attack and then it restrict you know driving was then a big thing and I would have panic attacks whilst driving and so it was it was absolutely horrendous but and it brought me to my knees and I'm forever thankful for that because you know the learning that I got from that experience was just phenomenal and it mm. made me completely pivot my whole life and my whole belief system and I did a lot of work I had a lot of hypnotherapy counseling I had coaching you know I had everything under the sun to address what needed to be addressed years before that so I had left let myself go to the worst point possible um, and I I now believe that I can help high achievers as I as you know I was a high achiever I still am a high achiever um, but help them get to the you know help them before they get to that critical point where everything comes tumbling down because the journey back up from that is a lot longer and a, a lot harder than if you can deal with things sooner um so yeah, yeah. so interesting so 2012 for me was where this business came from because I had lots of things happen too although um slightly different to you I didn't sort of have the anxiety thing but I did have a seizure um and I had oh. sort of lots of um, family um sort of deaths and cancer and all yeah. that sort of stuff going on so a big change for me and I've, I've sort of joked since that you know if we could teach people teach our children what we sort of now know that would make you know the next 20 years before they get to the stage that yeah. we were at if you like um yeah. better for them but I, I say I joke about it because ultimately you know the young don't want to know what the old people know in terms of that sort of stuff and and you know you have to a certain extent got to live through those things to understand yeah. and make those changes and everything else and yeah. so you know listening to you sort of identifying with what you've said because of you know scenarios I've been through and where I am now in what I teach something else the, the sort of million dollar question for us both and people in a similar situation to us is how do we um how do we help people to understand that they need to make that change and how to make that change before they get to that that sort of really low point if you like when yeah. some of that stuff doesn't hit home to you until it happens to you or until you see somebody very close to you having that and you know we don't want to be sort of scaremongers and we don't want to sort of um I don't know depress people by saying stuff that's going to you know make them feel bad about themselves or whatever I don't know or worry or more anxious than they might be but it's quite difficult isn't it to sort of stop people going through something that almost feels like you need to have gone through it to understand it Discuss. yeah potent yeah potentially potentially I agree with lots of things that you've said there and it is really difficult and it's a really it's a really important question is how do we prevent people 
you know, getting to that point, but actually help them still go through the learning process of it as well. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is you have to go through some of that process to raise awareness of what's going on for yourself. But the point where you get to where I was, where you're completely and utterly on your knees is, mm. is, is preventable. So yeah. there were, if I look back, there were various points in my life where I went through things where, you know, had I had the right intervention or um, somebody say to me, you know, enough is enough with this. You know, you, you need a little bit of help with your perfectionism. You know, talk to me about that. Tell me more about how, you know, what's been going on for you. Well, secretly, I'd had panic attacks for years previously in various situations, which I just put down to uh, asthma, which mm. it sounds bonkers saying now, but I knew it wasn't. But it was easier to say, oh, it's just it's just some asthma issues uh, with breathing and things. I just need to go and sort myself out. Mm. um so you I think you know I think your gut tells you a lot so I think as that individual as that high achiever they started noticing some of the symptoms and mm. I will say to people you know think about you know your sleep it's obviously a core important piece of your well-being if you're not sleeping properly it's often to do with stuff going on in your in your mind or you're with your health or whatever it is so your body's mm -hmm. going to give you some symptoms and it, it could be feelings of anxiety well some people don't actually know what anxiety is until they've started to talk about it I certainly mm -hmm. didn't know what the hell anxiety was I knew the word and I knew it was banded around a lot but I didn't know it, the process of anxiety and what happens in the body and then the physical symptoms and, and all the rest of it as well Mm. so you know if people are saying they they've um feel like they've got a knot in their chest they're or it's hard to breathe or it's you know it's these are sim these are all symptoms um as is listening to your family members and your friends who are sort of saying you you seem you seem a little bit stressed at the moment or you don't seem yourself I used to get that a lot as well you don't you don't seem quite yourself at the moment I'm fine you know it's that classic <laughs> oh no I'm fine I'm fine Mm -hmm. um and it's it's digging yeah. a little bit deeper it's it's quite um topical the whole sort of um mental health piece mindfulness that sort of thing particularly in the corporate space but also you yeah. know in the wider world with you know a lot of the campaigns and 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 so on um but i do sometimes think a bit like you've just identified that, that there's, a, there's a lot of sort of top level talk but actually the detail of how to spot it, deal with it, understand that you've got a problem with it, all of that stuff, I don't think is is still anywhere near clear. And just those yeah. little sort of tips that you've given already, I think is, is really helpful stuff for people seeing people close to them going through those sorts of, of things. Yeah. What... <laughs> What what are you saying? Because you're working with corporate women, um, from what I've seen of your um, yes, you know profiles and so on. Uh, yeah. And as you said, it's you know high achievers, people that are in a similar sort of situation to you. Are they seeing the connection between the sort of increased publicity around the importance of mental health and their own situations, or is that still a disconnect? They are actually. I have to say, the the ladies that I'm working with are recognizing in themselves that something is off so sometimes it's just something is off or they they have a feeling that they don't fit anymore or they don't mm -hmm. feel as fulfilled or and 
and that they've got challenges that they they haven't got time it's all i haven't got time i haven't got time to deal with this but when i did some research i looked at um and i asked people all all sorts of questions and i kind of came out with sort of top five pain points and challenges for high achieving women and um number one actually was around feeling misaligned with their purpose so that they essentially found themselves in a career climbing a career ladder and just just feeling completely out of touch with how that resonated in their life and how that was going to fulfill them mm. and they felt they feel like they're and then so that leads on to things like perfectionism uh, sorry others have perfectionism imposter syndrome uh, feeling isolated at the top because they don't have any mentors that sort of thing and and so they they are recognizing that they have these challenges mm. but they don't really know why or how to get themselves out of it so starting that conversation um, one of the first things I do when people when they come to me is um, show them the model that I follow which is around the the Japanese concept of ikigai and that is yeah so that's so for the listeners um, you know people who listen to me talk you know on my social media and things like that will be familiar that I, I absolutely love this concept so Japanese a concept of Vicky Guy is essentially your purpose, your reason for being, your reason for getting out of bed in the morning. And they have this this concept or this belief around Ikigai that it's it's ever evolving throughout your life. And it's part of your responsibility to check in with that Ikigai and understand what it is now. And and what's important in that is understanding the elements that go into Ikigai. So I will share with you, Joe, after, so you can you can kind of maybe share this on the podcast notes that there's a you know there's a diagram that goes with this and, and it's a Venn diagram. So if you imagine the word ikigai in the center, and then yep. you've got a uh, you've got the Venn diagram. So there's four circles that then intersect in the middle where the word ikigai is. So mm -hmm. I've color coded these. So there's a pink section called passion and what you love. There's an aqua session which is around the mission and what the world needs. So that's your kind of kind of it's, it's for some people it's a bit more spiritual or it's um you know it's a belief that the people should live a certain way or an environmental thing or whatever it is it's more of what the world needs and it's about giving back it's your vocation so and in that section it's, it's about what you can be paid for you know because all of this needs to be supported by uh, being able to live in a certain way too and then there's the black section which is your profession and your experience and what you're good at so what I'm finding when I have this conversation with my with my high achieving women and I do I do work with men too but you know high achieving women is kind of the core the core main kind of coaches that come to me we look at all of this and I t ask them to tell me about their current reality and where they sit in this sort of field of icky guy and they just they just look at the yellow and the black which is the professional vocation they're like that's where I am I don't mm -hmm. have any I don't have any I don't do what I love anymore I've climbed the ranks so high that where I began is so far from where I am right now that I don't do what I love anymore. I don't have any, I don't have the passion left in me and in, in my role. And that, that's a problem. And mm. also I don't have any, I don't have a, a mission around that. I, I don't know what my mission is for the world anymore. I didn't even know that that was, you know, they almost seek permission to explore that again. You know, is that even possible to do something that would give me that, passion and that fulfillment and that sense of giving back to the world you know whereas we believe we've kind of been conditioned to you know you do a job you do it really well you climb the ranks you earn more money you get a higher job grade and you do it within your strengths and your skills and you continue to do the same thing 
Whereas mm-hmm. Ikigai, as I say, is ever evolving. So it's really, it's really important that we kind of check in with that when we feel off, when we're not sleeping properly, when we feel out of balance and like the love has gone from what we do and, and, you know, maybe stress levels are really high and it's, it's just taking that pause to say, you know, what do I love doing? What else do I want? What's the reason why I do what I do? You know, what are my strengths now? What are my values now? What do I believe the world needs more of? What can I give? You know, all those kind of important questions help you to understand and discover what your ikigai is. And that's what I help them do is mm-hmm. is go back to ground level and and work out what it is that they could be doing. And sometimes that's just a pivot within their existing role or doing more outside of their work in a certain area. Sometimes it's a it's a you know a, a shift within the career that they're in. So they're still at, you know they're still working where they're working, but it's it's doing something else within that remit. Or sometimes it is shaping a, a whole new path. And and to be honest, that's what is really exciting about the work that I'm doing is for you know for some of my ladies it is it really is wow this is life changing stuff and you know they go from being almost at burned burnout um to redefining so my, one of my programs is called revive and redefine because they're reviving who they are and who they understand themselves to be but they're redefining what they want for the future mm. so you know I'm really passionate about people living life on their terms and redefining what success is on their terms because we have the ability to do that Um, And I certainly for a number of years, as I say, put myself in that prison where none of this was possible. And, 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 you know, weirdly, my my icky guy is helping other people find theirs. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) who knew? (laughs) I do wonder if the the, the changing face of of the corporate world in terms of career development will will help this in the future in, you know, in that. you know, structures and organisations that, that, that are becoming flatter. So, in the old days, you know, the, the way forwards was to go up and up and up and and you know become more senior and um, nearer the top of the company, as it were, and all that sort of stuff. And they, those um, career ladders are going away to a certain extent. And also all the talk about you know the younger people, the millennials, um, wanting more meaning in their yeah yeah roles. And and so whether you know that the world changing and people wanting something different already will mean that in the future it's um, more normal if you like to be doing this I think you know I think we're really lucky to to be working for ourselves because we have much more control over this albeit we have to eat <laughs> um, <laughs> but in in the corporate world there's a natural tendency to feel you haven't got control over what you're doing but yeah you know of course you do it's just in a different way isn't it it is it really is and you know in the corporate world is when you have been living and breathing that for a number of years as I had which was 14 years you really don't believe it's possible to step outside of that and it's a really scary thought and so everything that is driving you within your career is is based on fear Um, so a lot of what I talk about with my clients is, is really kind of calling out where they're making decisions from a place of fear or whether they're doing, you know, making decisions um, from a place of, you know, balance and ease and considering all the options and, you know, stepping outside of 
and exploring getting curious is the other thing getting curious of all the possibilities that could happen so let's just explore that no one saying you have to make a decision on this but let's explore that route as an option mm-hmm. so you know they they often map out maybe three options for themselves it's you know stay in the role that they're in you know maybe it's shifting within the company that they're in getting a new job outside of that or as one client of mine has just phrased it you know it's the jacket all in options <laughs> so for her it's you know escaping all of that and doing what I really want to do yeah yeah so how do you work with your clients how what do your days look like what do my days look like oh okay so I um I I mean I suppose are you asking that from a sense of kind of what how my diary is structured and things like that or how I specifically work with the individuals sorry um, I was thinking about your diary and how you structure it, but the other answer is fine too. You could do both okay. or just one. But I'll do a bit of both then. I'll do a bit of both. So, so my diary, so I've, I've put a lot of effort into um, shaping my diary to work in the way that suits me and my son. So I'm a single mum and one of part of my reason why I do what I do, as I said, is my son. And I really want to be around to do the school runs and things like that so I've again struck I've put a lot of boundaries in place to ensure that I can do at least three or four of those school runs in the morning and at least three or four of the pickups in the in the afternoon um, so this morning for example walking is, is is a kind of goal of mine at the moment to bring back some walking into my life for, for well-being and for exercise and all the rest of it so I dropped him off quarter to nine and then I did what I call a walk and talk yeah. Uh, so that is speaking with a fellow coach, actually. Uh, we made a date the other day and we agreed, you know, it would just be this after school run and we, we, we walk and talk. So we she was actually ended up coaching me a little bit, which is wonderful. And I did a bit of coaching with her. But, but you're walking the whole time. So you're out in the fresh air. Um, uh, you know, I've got some nice ish views um, and it feels it feels it feels really good. And, you, you know, I come back more energised. So I'm trying to do that at least three times a week at the moment. So the, the walk is important. I then have clients usually in the morning and then one slot in the afternoon. And then I've got things like this for the podcast and kind of just general bits and, bits, bits and pieces too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will structure I will structure things. That, so I will also check in with myself and what how I am and what I need. So, you know, I'm very open with um, see the fact that I've suffered with anxiety in the past and, I believe in being authentic and sharing that with with my clients too, because I, you know, I don't I don't want to come across as this coach that you know. I, yes, I have expertise in coaching, and my coaching is, you know, I'm really passionate about it, and and that's where my strength is. But I'm also a human being, and you know, about a month ago, I started to feel those lev- that level of anxiety simmering. And so what I share with people is how I then can check in with that. So what do I actually need today? I, I really need to, to clear my diary this morning. OK, right. So how am I going to do that? What do I need to do instead of my work this morning? I, I need to get out in the fresh air. I need to go and do some yoga. I need to. So I, I do. And that's the wonderful thing, again, about working for yourself is is having that capacity to check in yeah. and then use the tools that you use with your clients. Um, yeah. you know we can be notorious as coaches to you know know have all this knowledge and all these tools and ways of supporting people and 
not applying them to ourselves so yeah. that's one thing I'm, I'm kind of really strong on is is checking in with myself saying come on you know right what do I need I need to do this I'm in control yeah. of that I'm responsible for that and that means that I'm in a much better place for coaching my clients mm-hmm. um so yes yeah, so today's are just sort of structured uh generally speaking in that way but with a lot of flexibility too mm. I think as you say that's a really good point to 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 sort of have that self-awareness it's something that I do talk about quite a lot because yeah. as you say we're, we're you know we're very good at talking to our customers clients coaches um whoever we're working with about uh the things that we are expert expert in that we that we you know teach and everything else and we don't always apply that to ourselves I mean one of the things you know I talk about doing things with ease you know doing the things that you want to do and not doing the things that yeah. you should do or you have to do and then every so often I look at my diary and I think really <laughs> why have I got all these <laughs> things in that I don't want to do or that you know don't uh, really get me motivated but I'm sort of doing them because I feel obliged why am I doing that yeah <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so we you know we all fall into that trap quite easily don't we of um of uh, not following our own advice and I, I, funny, I don't know why we do that because we as you say we have all the tools and we have all the you know we can knock out our clients excuses easily can't we <laughs> oh yeah yeah build our own quite well <laughs> but that's you know that's why I'll always say to my coaches is I will always have a coach because yes. at the end of the day there is nothing quite like being held as accountable by another human being because we will not do that to the same degree for ourselves no. we just won't it's just wired in there somehow yeah so yeah, having exactly. somebody else and you've only got to look at you know how you know athletes the team around them and, and all the rest of it to, to know that it works it really works yes yeah absolutely it's funny actually just what I do have, there was um it was rugby, wasn't it? No, yeah, we lost the rugby, didn't we, last weekend? And um, yes, we did. so this was like we're we're recording this in November for anyone listening back. Um, and <laughs> my husband said something about the coach was late, so they didn't have enough time to um, warm up. And um, <laughs> I, I just went off on one. I was like, oh, for goodness' sake, they're professional sports people. Surely they know. Blah blah blah. And he didn't really say anything. And then he said something the next day, and we had the conversation again. And then I realised what he meant was the the physical coach, like the bus. The bus was late, so all of the players turned up late. Oh, right. The coach was late, and none of them had started warming up until the coach arrived to tell them what to do. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, dear. He had me questioned it because I don't know what he thought I was talking about because clearly it didn't quite fit with what he thought but uh, but yeah so um <laughs> as you say very important to have a coach but equally we're all capable of um of you know self-awareness as well and we don't always do that which is you know why it's good to have a coach uh, on occasions but you know also yeah. we should do our own thing too unless of course it's a bus in which case it's a different scenario. it's a whole different scenario and you're going off on a different tangent and and if you you know if you miss the actual coach you're in trouble <laughs> i love that oh dear but there we go um. <laughs> so what um sort of tools and apps and sort of practical things that you use to to get your stuff done you've talked about zoom using zoom already clearly better than yeah. me you obviously don't you know you know the cameras on apart from in your pajama bottoms obviously <laughs> what else do you use um so my i guess my my go-to apps that I, that I use every single day yeah absolutely zoom acuity 
I, mm. you know, acuity is, I'm all over that because that, that makes my, everything a lot more streamlined. If I can just send a link to somebody and they can book themselves in and they can reschedule, you know, whatever it needs to be. Mm. Um, but obviously good old Canva and, and Trello as well, because Trello, I, I now have a, an assistant and she lives abroad. So Trello works really well to be able to communicate kind of, you know, lists of things to do and, and share ideas and things like that when we're not on the phone and things. Mm. So um, I use that quite a lot because we're on different time zones too. So I don't want to be pinging her messages, uh, you know, when she's meant to be sleeping. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, those, those are definitely my kind of go-to apps. I'm not the most tech savvy. So I do read about lots of other things, but I try to keep it simple because <laughs> in my world that works. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's probably wise. I saw something today. In fact, it was a, another one of my previous podcasts I was listening to today and um, uh, they recommended a, a, a sort of project management tool and I got all excited and went to look at it and then thought, oh, but if I change to that, it'd be all this effort. And would it do that? Do I need it to do that? And then in the end, I thought, what are you doing? What you've got works fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. To get all excited about something new, even though it does look quite good. So I, I parked it, you know, for the, that moment when I really need it. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah so what about um learning and, and developing for yourself you talked about obviously going through your coach training and um sort of developing your business from there what what other ways do you keep in touch with you know the latest thinking yeah. and things that you need to know so i probably much like most other people so i i love an audiobook now so um I, I have kind of two categories of audiobooks. So one that inspire me for the business, but also ones that I listen to to grow myself personally, spiritually, which I listen to when I need to have downtime. Mm-hmm. So I've put a bit of I've put a little bit of a boundary in place because I was finding that I, I love the audiobooks that I listen to for, for my business and things like that, but you do need a break sometimes and you need something that doesn't con- continuously spark that brain off. So I started to kind of yeah to to add things into the mix that were for my own kind of personal uh personal growth too so yeah love an audiobook Audi- audible is my is my go-to for that and then obviously podcasts I could not say podcasts did I <laughs> <laughs> but again the same thing I think I have a, it depends on where I'm at and what I need I have a variety of podcasts that I listen to so you know, business-wise, um, obviously, Joe, I'll be listening to yours now too. But um, and I have, yeah, and I have listened to one this morning of yours, which was just fabulous around the kind of um, the brain, the importance of the brain and, and health and things like that as well. Ah, oh, that was the one I was listening to as well. So I was it. Oh, there we go. Just, That's the one that yeah. just finishes without me saying anything at the end by mistake, and I don't know why. Well, so by the time anyone else just, listens to that one, that's just it. probably. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So no, it was it was fabulous. Um, I listened to Robin Waits, uh, the Fearless Business podcast as well. Um, as you know, Joe, I work with Robin, yes. but I still the, the guests, the different guests that he gets on are just brilliant. Um, Anna Parker Naples, her podcast is called Entrepreneurs Get Visible, and she just sort of does short snippets of things, not mm. always with guests, but sometimes herself. Just and I like those short bursts sometimes. Sometimes you. You haven't got enough time to listen to a whole podcast, but you could listen mm-hmm. to kind of like little bite-sized things. And then uh, Lewis Howes, The School of Greatness. Oh, I love is, Lewis. Is, I met yeah. him. I got a hug from Lewis. I, you know, I, Did I you? I'll get you. Yeah, when he wasn't famous, when he was just starting out. 
Oh, that's 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 a good that's a good claim to fame, isn't it? I've not I've not had any hugged any be like that. I did want I, this is completely off the record, but did want to pinch pinch uh, Robbie Williams bottom. So you know that you know I had to do that when I had the opportunity. <laughs> oh dear, of course he does. Of course he does. Um, <laughs> and then yes, yeah, so the podcast I listen to for um, to listen to my own kind of downtime mm. stuff as well so around all the spiritual stuff and you know yoga stuff and mindfulness stuff and I love hypnotherapy tracks and affirmation tracks and mantra tracks and all that kind of stuff as well so one thing I've started doing recently is actually listening to mantras or affirmations in the shower oh. um, mm. so I bought a little really a really cheap uh, shower waterproof shower speaker so it costs like ten pounds, ten pounds from Amazon. Like you know, the quality of the sound yeah. is pretty poor, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and I just started, you know, playing these mantras through into the shower, and I was like, I really like it. I'm like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> just Very yeah. Cool. So it, worked, it works really well. And then yeah, and then I, I started sort of playing them in the kitchen when I was making breakfast and things. And my little boy, who's only four, just started absorbing some of this stuff, which I I think is brilliant. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I am that mum that try, walks into school and I say, oh, you know, I am happy, I am calm, I am this, I am that. And he yeah. just sometimes looks at me like, yeah, and you're bonkers too, mum. <laughs> yeah, just get to the one. Yeah, but he's only four, so he lets me get away with it a little bit more. Yeah, moment. exactly. So I have a question for you. Have you got an Alexa? I do, I do. Ah. So I have a re uh, I have a recommendation for you. Um, I don't oh. listen to it every morning, but um, there is somebody called Kate Cocker, and she's Kate Cocker on Volley FM, and it's a skill on Alexa. And if you say if you set it up um, by using yeah. the app on your phone, um, when you then you say I think oh, I have got Alexa switched off, so I can say it now. And you can say Alexa, play yeah. daily briefing, and it plays whatever. So I get the weather, and I get Kate Cocker on. Um, Wally FM. In, in fact, I should get on the show, shouldn't I, sometime? And I yeah. also, uh, I've also got C Sigrun um, on there, who was one of my um, show guests from a couple of years ago, because uh, she also does a, an Alexa um, sort of radio type thing. And uh, but yeah, so oh, Kate Popper, I'm particularly recommending because she's it's all about positivity. So she she just comes up with little nuggets of things to think about today, and it's like I don't know, a couple of minutes sort of thing. So um, oh, I love that. Yeah, That's brilliant. I'm going to do that. Thank you. I've just I've just written it down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. That's lovely. Excellent. So last couple of questions. What about on those days when it's all going horribly wrong, you're having a bad day? How do you deal with that? Yeah, and I suppose that's, that was what happened the other week is, um, you know, for me, it is really pressing pause. I actually mm -hmm. have to say to myself, right, pause. And that's kind of my, my code word for I need I need a moment like and I, and I just have to ask myself, it is a self-coaching question, but what, what do I truly need right now? Like, because yep. in my head, it's like, I need to do this. I need to do that. I must do that. I, I haven't, I haven't got to that yet. You know, it's that kind of day. And it's actually press pause, go and go and make a cup of tea or something. Like come back to this and think, you know, what do I really need right now? What is, what do I need to do next? And it is just that moment of reflection of, uh, you know, just getting off that wheel because it will be all monkey brain stuff that has led me to that point, you know, yeah. And I just need to think clearly. And sometimes the answer, the, the first, and I let the first thing come forward. Sometimes the answer to that question is, you know, what do I truly need right now is sleep. Yes. 
So I, you know, hand on heart, I'll tell you, <laughs> there have been times when I've just gone, you know what, fine, I'm going to go and have a power nap then because this is just not helping. What I'm doing right now is not helping me. So, no. you know, a quick half an hour, I think there's a peak, I think it's meant to be 20 minutes, isn't it? I think if you sleep too it long, is. it's not it's another, not productive, another recommendation. Another recommendation, yeah. power, power nap is the app and it can oh. give you 20 minutes, 45 or a whole sleep cycle and you choose it and as long as you have your phone like touching you as you move around, it knows to wake you up. So the power nap for 20 minutes is particularly good. Oh, okay, I love a nap. I've got to admit, I love a nana nap. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes that is the answer, a power nap. <laughs> I'm going to yes. download that as well. Absolutely, and but you don't want to get groggy by having a bit too long, so that's why. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good, good advice, definitely. <laughs> and as you say, that's I like the idea of having a, a sort of um, a word that sort of brings you up short, sort of reminds you, anchors you back to, you know, knowing that now is the moment to do something different, sort of thing. It it does, and I'm 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 really. I've I've got a lot into trying to understand, um, and this maybe this is a little bit woo woo for some listeners, but um, the kind of the rhythms and cycles that go on, like in nature, affect us too. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a there's a beautiful meditation by a lady who I cannot remember for the life of me right this second, but. <laughs> I'm going to Google it in a second, but she does a lovely meditation that kind of reminds us that we also need to drop down. We like, like trees give up their leaves and stuff like that. There are, there are times where just pushing, having that mentality of do, do, do is not going to help us. You know, there is something, you know, fundamental in nature that makes us need to, you know, drop down and, and hibernate a little bit or, just take that pause or rest or whatever it is um and then and then when you take that pause it allows that space for like new thinking or insights to come forward um and I and I really do believe that I've seen the power of that since I've been self-employed and, and allowing myself to do that it, mm. it is really beneficial and it's there's never been a point where I've thought you know, oh my God, I so should have pushed through and, and done X, Y, and Z. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not. No, yeah. And so lastly, those days where you get to live more, where, you, where you've where you done the things that you really want to do and, you know, you've done less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do, what do those days look like for you? Oh, and I think it's a beautiful question. It's like, actually... Um, I've had cuddles with my little boy in the morning without rushing, you know, without thinking, right, must get up now, do breakfast, get into that kind Mm -hmm. of to-do list. It's like just having Mm -hmm. just lovely cuddles. I've been for a walk. Um, I've had sort of really productive sessions with my coaching clients. I spent time with family and friends. And it's that learning for me, you know, it's in my DNA. Um, Mm. You know, obviously went into teaching and learning and development and, and all of that kind of stuff as well. But I've learned something new um so if I can go for a walk it's been in nature a little bit or something like that I've eaten well and you just kind of go to bed like just feeling full but in a good way in like you know full heart full mind doing your kind of gratitude thing which I really believe in as well um Mm -hmm. and just yeah just just feeling peaceful I guess and that that's to me that is that is living more and that is success is is consistently consistently having that Mm, absolutely thank you really really like that 
thanks so thank you for joining me and um tell people how they can get in touch with you and find out more about you so so i'm on linkedin quite a lot <laughs> um mm -hmm. so you can get in touch with me on linkedin you know it's just kate kate hunt executive coach um they can find me either on facebook i also have a private facebook facebook group called uh, the lounge for high achieving females and um you know just just get in touch through the website so kate hunter limited uh, kate dash kate sorry kate at kate dash hunter.com is um is my email address as well so there's a variety of ways but yeah linkedin is often where i hang out the most at the moment um and yeah love to hear from anyone who sort of this has resonated with or if they've got any questions about anything that's said then then kind of yeah welcome people to to reach out brilliant thanks kate thank you thanks for having me all this information is available in the show notes. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash 143, then you'll find them there. And this week, I just want to talk a little bit about overwhelm and getting things back on track. As you may know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, I've been away for a week staying with my cousin in Spain in the middle of Storm Gloria. And I got back uh, last week and I have been sort of constantly behind on my emails ever since, which is something that doesn't usually happen for me. I normally sort of keep up with them uh, on a daily basis really quite well and quite easily. And so I felt a bit sort of out of control this week. And I've been thinking about what that does for us in terms of sort of stress and uh, getting in the way of doing other more useful work. So, you know, clearly if we've got loads of emails and we spend a lot of time dealing with them we have little time to do anything else but I think for me the knock-on effect of having stuff sat in my inbox that I haven't dealt with is actually the sort of mental pressure the mental stress of knowing that this stuff there that I haven't yet done or I might have missed because I haven't got to it yet because of the fact you know that it's getting a bit out of hand and if you've come across the concept of inbox zero, you might have imagined, unless you've heard me talk about it before, that that's actually about having no emails in your inbox, having your inbox at zero. But actually the concept is very pertinent to, to this point, which is that it's actually, it's not about having no emails in your inbox. It's actually about not having anything in your inbox that you don't know about. So uh, it's, it's about being aware of everything that is sort of floating around in your email if you like to the point where you feel on top of what you're doing regardless of how many emails you have actually in the inbox and actually this week for me i haven't had inbox zero and that isn't because i've had lots of emails in my inbox per se it's actually because i know that there's been things in there that i haven't yet seen because I haven't had the chance to really look in detail and process my emails, which is what I do every day normally. I just go through, delete stuff, uh, add stuff to my to-do list, respond to the stuff that I can respond to there and then, and I know, you know that I've cleared everything down every day. So what has that meant for me this week? It's meant it's been a little bit stressful. Uh, it's meant that I've felt like I'm not on top of things, but actually, one of the things that I've got quite good at over the years, which I'd really recommend you thinking about in your own business is ignoring those emails in your inbox. <laughs> so although I'm normally really, really good at it, I can normally operate the whole inbox zero 
scenario when things do get a bit overwhelming and it does build up and I've got other more important things to do I have developed a way of just sort of being with that sitting with that knowing that there's emails that might be missed in the inbox but that what I'm doing in the moment now is more important than trawling through those emails and and that just reminds me how important it is to have some form of recording the things that you need to do so in my case I use a to-do list as well as having uh, a vision of where you're going and what you need to do to get there so that you do work on the things that you take you towards that um, vision regardless of you know other stuff going on overwhelm and so on but also very much about routines and systems that you set up for yourself so I as I said have been a bit overwhelmed this week I'm feeling like my emails a bit out of control but I have also consistently posted my podcast published my podcast sent my newsletter done the work that I need to do for engage for success uh, did done some networking I've set up a speaking gig and organized a couple of networking events to attend uh, in the coming months which are part of my uh, content marketing and uh, networking plan for 2020 and so because I've got that vision and I and I have got the measures in place for that so if you remember I don't particularly set uh, specific um, goals but I do create a vision and a, a plan for sort of how to move towards that vision and I um, I'm measuring certain um, milestones within that if you like that's driven some work this week that has moved me forwards and actually got me doing the things that I need to do even during this sort of period of feeling a bit out of control in terms of you know my email and, and so on so I do think it's it's a, a good reminder of ensuring that we're focusing on the important things but also things like having to-do lists uh, so that you know what those important things are but also being kind to ourselves and sort of riding out those times when things aren't going quite as well as they normally are so you know I know my email will be fine by the end of this week because I've got a couple of days in the office and I um, haven't had that early in the week because I've been off singing and going to networking events and various other things so I knew that this week was going to be a bit like this but I also know that um, you know I got stuck into some stuff today um, I'm out and about a bit tomorrow but then on Friday I've got a chunk of time to really get back on track but I also you know know that with the sort of um, positive thought that I have achieved some of the, the key things that are really important in terms of moving my business forwards into 2020 as well. So what are my three top tips from that? I think the first one is about being really clear about where you're going, what your vision is, and that sort of general direction so that as you do things, you can keep sort of gradually, you know, baby steps moving towards whatever that vision is, even if there's a lot going on and you can't do the big work the big projects that you want to do to take you there you can still take those small actions secondly have some way of being clear about your to-do list so uh, use a tool I use Todoist uh, which is really simple but also very sophisticated if you want it to be so I can really flex it to suit uh, what I'm doing so um, you know find one that suits you I think I've posted something on social media this week about um, the top 
to-do list apps. Um, if you're interested in that link and you haven't found it, then please do get in touch and I will send that on to you. That's email me, joe at powertolivemore.com. And then the third one is about being kind to yourself. Just know that you know there's ebbs and flows of your business and your life and the activity that you're involved in and that sometimes you do have some periods of overwhelm where you've just got too much going on but that will pass <laughs> and so you know just um, don't worry too much about it and actually think about uh, how you can do the most important things and not worry about some of that sort of detail that's less important until you've got more of that time to be able to do that but then of course you know the bigger picture is how can you think about automating it outsourcing it and so on so that perhaps you don't have to do that in future and in fact you know um part of the reason i'm recording this outro today um earlier than normal is that i've just gone through a process of outsourcing some of my podcast processing to one of my virtual assistants and this is part of it i've now got a deadline for this in order for her to take on her bit of it um, on a Thursday and so I've got to record this on a Wednesday rather than have my flexible moving deadline because I know it's me that's um, being impacted only me if I don't do it on time and this has now got somebody else in the mix but also it's taking away quite a lot of the work from me and the other thing is about as I said automation are the ways that things can get done without you actually having to do them because they're being done in the background by a system using perhaps something like Zapier or um, if the, this, then that, IFTTT, uh, or some other way of processing whatever that, that task is. And on that note, just a reminder that I'm running a webinar next Monday. That's Monday the 3rd of February at 12.30. And it's uh, part of my monthly webinar series that I kicked off for this year. So it's the second one. And uh, we're talking about how you can use automation in your business to save time and increase profit. If you'd like to join me on Monday, then please go to powertolivemore.com forward slash next webinar. And that will take you either to the registration so that you can join live on Monday, or if that's passed already, it'll take you to the recording, which is available for a week before it goes into the membership site. If it's already disappeared and you're interested in that and you want to find out more, then you could join the membership, which is at powertolivemore.com forward slash get calm. And again, the show notes for this week's show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 143. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more.